Hey you guys, it's Kier here. On my last podcast episode, I talked a little bit about hidden sugars in some of your favorite condiments and flavor enhancing foods, but I didn't fully explain why that's not such a good thing. So I wanted to devote an entire podcast episode solely about sugar as it pertains to petites. The thing is, as petite women, we are a bit more delicate when it comes to sugar. Just like calories and macros, we only require so much, and that is usually less than everyone else, unfortunately. And since we are delicate with sugar, most of us tend to react more noticeably to sugar. So it's very much like when we're stressed out and we start feeling bloated or inflammation or anything like that, and it's so much more noticeable on our petite little stature because there's not as much height to distribute it across. Therefore, when you have too much sugar, that bloat shows up and it's just more noticeable. And I know you know this because after a weekend of cake and mixed drinks and things like that, you usually wake up on Monday morning feeling like you look three months pregnant, which is totally not cool. And I know you're probably like, all right, here she goes again. Kira's going to tell me that I need to eliminate sugar and I'm going to be miserable because I literally crave it every second of my life. But I promise you that is not the case this time. The thought of eliminating sugar forever just makes me downright depressed and I'm not going to do that to you. Like, nobody can take away ice cream from me. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And that is why I totally don't understand the whole keto craze. Like, the whole purpose of keto is going high fat and low carb. And if you're going to give up carbs like that, like, that literally means that you can never have sweets again. You really want to do that? Like, that is just insane to me. And I'm sorry, but we cannot be friends. Honestly, I've tried keto way back in the day, before it was ever popular, before it was a thing. And it was not fun. It was just not for me. I felt like I was craving things um, like sweets and stuff more because I was restricting myself so hard from them. And that's just not okay with me. Like, I love sweets. I love dessert. I love sugar in general, and I'm not ready to completely give it up. Unfortunately, sugar doesn't always love me. It does sometimes, but only when I have it at the right time. And before I get into all that timing stuff, I first want you to understand that sugar is a fast digesting carbohydrate. That is why it is listed under the carbs on the nutrition label. It is a carbohydrate. So when you consume sugar, your body has two options on how to deal with it. You either A, burn it for energy, which is what you want, or B, you store it in your fat cells to use for energy later. And if you don't use it, it converts to fat. And that's why it becomes a bad thing for some people. So if you're anything like me, you want to use that sugar for energy. You don't want to store it. And what literally makes sense is to have just enough sugar, right? Just the right amount around the times of the day where you're the most active, where you're moving, where you need that energy to use it. So the best times would be like breakfast or after a workout. And the all-time worst time, of course, is when you're not moving, when you're sitting 
in the car all day or if you are you know just getting ready to go to bed the worst thing you can do is have a ton of sugar because you're not going to use it right it's just going to sit there and it's going to convert and so when i say that you know having breakfast or having sugar at breakfast or after a workout is okay that doesn't mean that you can go off the rails and have unlimited amounts right there's still this certain amount that we can have that won't have like detrimental effects so um you might have heard that the usda recommends to have like 30 to 40 grams of sugar about like that's kind of like the okay amount which i honestly feel like that information is totally outdated and pretty much useless because we all know that everyone is different and requires different things and can handle a different amount of things so that number is kind of like wait what like who what does that even mean but knowing what we know about petites and our nutrition and how we need less than everyone else in most cases I advise my petite clients to have under 30 grams of sugar for the entire day when they are trying to lose weight. Now, if they're not trying to lose weight, if they're trying to gain, or if they are maintaining their weight, that's a different story. I mean, it's not much higher than that 30 grams, but when you're trying to lose weight, I do advise staying under the 30 grams when you're petite. So the more extreme your weight loss efforts are, the less you're gonna wanna have. So when I was competing and you know extreme dieting and all that, I had probably no more than 15 grams of sugar per day, um, but that was so extreme and that's not for everyone. So the more you wanna actually enjoy this process, the more you're gonna wanna be between, I don't know, 20 to 30 grams, then that I feel like is a very sustainable and realistic amount. Um, so if you go into your food log right now, um, my fitness pal specifically, cause that's the one I know and I use and whatnot. Um, but go ahead and pull up the nutrition tab and you can see how much sugar you've had over the past few days. And this is going to help you have that awareness of, you know, how much you're actually having and how much you should be having. So if you have the paid version, you can actually tap on the word sugar itself right there and it'll give you the breakdown of the sugar in your meal so you can easily see where most of it's coming from. Now, if you don't have the paid version, you're gonna have to kind of snoop around and see where it's hiding. But that feature is just uh, a nice little extra bonus for you. But like I said, this is really helpful when you're trying to make that change and you're trying to see where that sugar is coming from and how you can make it a little bit less. Remember, we're not completely eliminating but we are slightly reducing. Now, if you listen to my last episode, you would know that sugar likes to hang out in condiments and sauces, but it does also like to hang out in some other places that you probably didn't even realize. Like, of course it's gonna be in fruit and we're gonna get to that in a second, but aside from like the obvious cookies and, and stuff like that, it's probably in your protein bars and your yogurts um, and a couple other things that you probably didn't think uh, really had sugar because it's not that sweet in your opinion, but they are in there. So the thing about fruit is this, when you have only so much room for sugar in your day, you're going to want to eat foods that have a lower amount of sugar. 
especially when it comes to fruit because not all fruit is created equal. Things like bananas and grapes have way more sugar than things like berries or watermelon. And you'll want to make sure that you choose the right things, so the right types of fruit, to have less sugar so that you can lose the weight that you wanna lose. So I'm not saying that you can't ever have grapes or bananas. I'm saying be mindful that these things are higher in sugar. So if you have them, you're either going to have to have a smaller portion size in order to stay under that 30 gram limit or reduce the sugar from some of your other foods, other meals, and things like that. So the high glycemic fruits like bananas and grapes and a couple other ones out there can quickly push you out of that 30 gram limit. And in order to not blow that limit, I highly advise my petite clients to have only one serving of a low glycemic fruit like berries because they have less sugar and they are just so much easier to manage and track because when it comes to like a banana, right? Like how are you going to track that? Are you going to just say like I had one medium banana? Well, your medium and my medium are totally different and who's to say that they're the same, right? So when it comes to tracking like big pieces of fruit like that, you're gonna have to cut it up and weigh it. And most of the time when you weigh them, you're gonna have some left over or you're not gonna have enough left. And then you have to cut into another piece. And then it's like, it's just, it's obnoxious, okay? But with berries, it's so much easier to measure it at a perfect amount each time. And you're not wasting any fruit really. So always, always measure your fruit in grams. It's so much easier um, than doing it by the piece or in cups. And that measuring piece is going to be so key for almost every other food too, because measuring grams is going to be so much more accurate than using measuring cups or measuring spoons or anything like that. So from there, um, you're going to want to, of course, keep looking into your MyFitnessPal and see where that sugar is hiding out. And you might have to make some smarter swaps in other places as well. So take a look at things like the yogurt and the protein bars. You may consider finding a lower sugar yogurt or even a cottage cheese. And then when it comes to protein bars, consider another brand or even just a protein powder supplement because that's going to help eliminate some of the extra stuff in there. And so... I gotta be honest with you guys, if your sugar intake is and has always been kind of high, when it comes to reducing sugar, the first few days are gonna be hard as fuck. And I remember when I first learned all this and kind of like put it in perspective and was like, okay, I'm gonna be under 30 grams, I'm gonna maintain this. The first couple days, honestly, I felt like I was having withdrawals. Like I felt like an alcoholic because I was like, whoa, sugar. But it's like you constantly crave that sweet, even if you're not necessarily hungry. But I promise you, this is totally normal. And it definitely happens in like the first three to five days. And then after that, you become used to it. Your body like almost cleanses itself from that sugar and it becomes bearable and you're fine and you're okay and you can do it. So honestly, you just have to get through those first couple of days and then it's okay. And you'll find that when you eat the right amount of food in the right combination of macros for your body throughout the day, you'll actually crave sugar less because your body is getting what it needs. 
the reason we crave sugar and anything really is normally because we aren't getting enough of the nutrients that we need and your body senses that and it sends out this signal like hey i need food but we interpret it in this way like hey give me all the cupcakes so if you want less sugar cravings eat enough food and eat a good balance of macros but of course no matter what i'm sure there will come a time when you have this sugar craving but you've already had enough macros throughout the day so what do you do Sometimes a good trick is all you really need. So you can have like sugar-free gum or sweeten your coffee with stevia or come up with some other concoction that's sweet without a ton of sugar that will help you satisfy that craving. For example, I like to make um, a chocolate avocado pudding with a ripe avocado, cashew milk, sweetened or unsweetened cocoa powder, stevia and ice and I kind of just blend that all together and if I want more of it I'll add more cashew milk it'll make more of like a smoothie but less cashew milk will make more of like a pudding consistency and I'll have this and it really just kind of like satisfies all that chocolatey sweet craving that I'm having Um, so I have this recipe and I have a ton of others in my fun sized recipe library so if you don't have that go head on over to funsize.life slash recipes and you can get the full library of all of my recipes. And something else I like to do is I like to have at least one sweet meal during the day to keep me sane. For example, lately I've been doing my fun size French toast, which is also in the um, recipe library, Um, but I've been having that with peanut butter and strawberries and it just kind of like satisfies that need of of the sweet but it's not overly overbearing and it doesn't put me off on my macros and um even another example i can give you is i use protein pancake mix to make either pancakes or waffles or muffins and that sometimes might be a snack or it might be breakfast depending on my mood and my all-time favorite protein pancake mix is pancakes pancakes Um, The confetti and the pumpkin spice are my two favorite flavors, and you can find them at www.pancakespancakes.com and use my code FUNSIZED for 10% off at checkout. So ultimately, what it comes down to is not fully restricting myself from sugary sweet foods because then I'm more likely to have an epic binge on the weekend. I truly believe in reducing but not eliminating sugar when you're trying to lose body fat. And just an FYI, you shouldn't always be trying to lose body fat and being in a cut phase. Life is about seasons and we go through phases. And if you live your whole life living in a fat loss phase, you're never going to really enjoy yourself. You're never really going to live life because who the hell wants to live life without sugar? Not me. So don't beat yourself up for having it. It doesn't make you a bad person or a fuck up or a failure or anything like that. Enjoy it when you have it, but remember, reducing, not eliminating is the way to go. So I hope you learned something from this episode that you can apply in your own health journey. And if you enjoy this episode, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. Every person who leaves a review will be entered to win a free fun-sized crop top. I'm going to be announcing the winner at the start of the next episode, I promise. 
So if you have any questions about this topic, please don't hesitate to message me on Instagram at funsize.nutrition or email me at kirstensafeli at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. People always ask me what my favorite protein powder supplement is, and it is without a doubt One Way by Kodiak Sups in Vanilla Cupcake. First off, it tastes amazing. But secondly, I like this protein powder because it does not have a huge list of artificial and chemical ingredients that I just simply can't pronounce, which I believe is the reason why this particular protein powder doesn't make me feel gassy and bloated like the rest of the protein products normally do. It literally only has seven ingredients, 100 calories, 25 grams of protein, less than one gram of carb, and absolutely no fat. I've been recommending this one for quite a while now, but I'm so excited to tell you guys that I've become a rep for Campus Protein because they carry this specific product for $17 less than the Kodiak website does. And now you all can get 10 more percent off your entire order by using my fun-sized code at checkout. And that's important because wait till you see how many other fun products Campus Protein carries. They have a variety of proteins, including ISO 100 Fruity Pebbles, no joke. They also have Cocoa Pebbles. Um, They have Quest Protein Chips, Amino Energy for during your workouts, nuts and more high protein peanut butter, a new gut health supplement that I'm dying to try. And they also carry the Sweet Set Sweet Sweat product I've talked about on this podcast a few times now and so much more. The thing I like about this company is that they are a supplement distributor, so they have a variety of different brands to choose from. So just go to campusprotein.com to check it out and use my code funsized at checkout.